everybody. This is Jeff and Rob from robscott.com. And uh, today we're talking uh, a little bit more about the power of the subconscious mind. Um, and just a second ago, Rob had said that, you know, altering your subconscious mind is the key to everything. It is all that matters. And taking a couple you know, shows back, we talked about how mastering mindset was, was the key to everything. And so, Rob, my first question for you would be like, you know, let's talk about the difference between mastering the mindset and altering subconscious um, and which one really is all. Which one is the really most important part? Awesome. Yeah. So first off, thanks for calling me out on that. Right. Like, put, put... <laughs> you confused me. So let's 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 unconfuse this guy. Yeah, sure. Um, OK, so, you know, the deal is they're they're similar. And, and what I mean by that is, um, and, and, you know, maybe I'm being a little loose with my terms, but um, mindset, we can be conscious of it and it can be in our conscious mind. But so much of it is unconscious. And so any of the unconscious that I'm talking about is is your subconscious mind, okay? okay. So yeah. so mind, mindset to me is a little bit more encompassing because we could be consciously kind of putting them in. Um, but when I, when I said before that if we, we don't consciously pick these, so they end up in our subconscious. So so much of our mindset is in our subconscious, all right? And so what I really want to talk about today is tell a couple of stories or make a couple of analogies about exactly how powerful our subconscious mind is Maybe talk about uh, actual ways to change it, which is the most powerful. Because what we're really talking about is if if you are set to a limit um, and you can't alter that, like your conscious mind is fighting a battle that it just it can't willfully win. Your subconscious is so much more powerful um, it, to to make your behaviors happen than your conscious mind is. Yet mm-hmm. we on- the the error is that we only think we're our conscious mind. I mean that's all we're kind of aware of, right? So what we're sitting on top of is this huge, powerful thing that's running so much more of our life than we think it is. And so if we don't get in there through hypnosis or patterning or habits, I can talk about the difference between doing this through habits and doing this through uh, speaking directly to your subconscious mind and altering things. But if, if over time we don't get the subconscious mind to change, then you're not, you're not changing. I mean, it's just like game over, right? So right. I know that we, we, we called out a couple of, uh, important things to discuss in this hangout. Um, what, which one do you want to go through first, or should we list those out? Well, I mean, we kind of talk about like processing information. So your subconscious versus your conscious. You know, talk to me a little bit more about your analogy of like the forty pieces of information versus four billion. Yeah. I mean, what's What's the difference there in processing information? Yeah, actually, let me I'll, let me let me start with a with a different story than that. I, I'm I, apparently I like elephant stories. I think I used one for <laughs> for. Uh, well, yeah, another another elephant story. Yeah, elephant story, right? So what, this is a classic one. That's why I'm going to use it. Speaking right? Speaking of elephants in the safari, what kind of rug you have back there? Where where are you today, Rob? What are, what are we doing here? Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm uh, I'm actually outside of Detroit right now. I'm at my my girlfriend's house. Uh, I'm probably going to be moving here very soon, and I'm just very I'm, cool. I'm, Happen to be filming in her apartment today and sitting on the edge of a couch. And uh, if it's if it's her house, then I absolutely love the leopard carpet. <laughs> you're not you're not down with leopard. What's the matter? I, I, I'm standing up because I'm uncomfortable, not because uh, not because actually. Let's let's make sure that's still in, so it just bothers you. No, let's time. let's let's leave it there. I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah, let's, talk, let's 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 do the elephant analogy. Let's discuss that a little bit. All right. So you know this is a this is a famous one. This is not at all written by me. Drinking my little butter coffee here. Um, it's it's. I want you to imagine sitting on top of an elephant, and your conscious mind is you 
on top of the elephant, and then your subconscious mind is the elephant. And maybe you want to take this elephant to the right, but if it wants to go left, it's the one driving. It's the one actually going left. And so you're, like, smacking it, trying, like, like trying to pull it over and going, like, no, go right. Like, that, I want to make money. I want to lose weight. I want to do all these things. But if your subconscious mind is like, no, nah, I like chips. You know, no, I like spending money really early. No, I like this. It's just going to do that. And imagine sitting on an elephant and having it powerfully walk over here. You really aren't running the show. And what's really interesting is, you know, neurologists and people that are watching the mind are starting to see that if I make a decision to open that door with my conscious mind and they actually watch what fires in the brain first, neurons that actually move my arm to go open the door fire just slightly milliseconds ahead of me actually making the conscious decision, which is wow. like, wait, what? Like, yeah, how, what? Is that, how is that even possible? So what's happening is, is we're, we're much more a puppet to our subconscious mind that's running the show. And here, here's an easier example to, to believe what I'm saying there. Imagine that you look up one second and you see that this bus is coming right at you. You don't sit there in your conscious mind and go, gee, I, I wonder how fast that's going and should I get out of the way? And, you know, uh, like you, you don't, you literally, your, your body jumps. Like it literally does that. If you touch a hot stove, as soon as your system realizes that's hot, without any conscious thought at all, you go, ah, oh, like you jump off of it. It's a protective mechanism of your subconscious. And, you know, so your subconscious is only interested in two things, okay? And it's, and it's really one thing in two ways, all right? And so this is like a rule that's just incredibly important. Your subconscious does not care if you're happy. It doesn't care if you're rich. It doesn't care anything about uh, quality of your life. It doesn't care, you know, if you're comfortable, okay, in a lot of ways. What it cares about, and, and that's interesting because there's a, there's a different story about comfort and familiarity. So to a great degree, it actually does care if you're in the familiar and what it knows, and we call this comfort zone. I'll do that teaching, you know, later because it's a big idea in its own right. Um, but it, it doesn't care if you're – you may believe that you're comfortable because you're in the familiar, but we actually end up really, really uncomfortable in that. We end up just being kind of depressed and why can't I lose weight? Why can't I make more money? But it's comfortable to us because we've built an identity or our subconscious has set up this, well, this is my life, so I, you know, I, so I choose it, right? Okay. Um, but what I, what I want to say is that our, our subconscious only cares about survival. It only cares about survival. My survival? And, yeah, so it, it only cares about surviving. It only cares about, did I wake up again today? Okay. And, and so it's absolutely crucial to the subconscious mind that we are safe, that we stay. And so watch this. What's one of the most important emotions to keep us, quote-unquote, safe? Well, it's fear. fear. It has to it's, be fear, yeah. It's fear. And so mild anxieties and even depressions and things like that that keep us from doing these dangerous quote-unquote, things, things we might fail at, things like, you know, being a bigger entrepreneur or quitting this job to go do our real life's purpose or uh, doing a certain investment that's risky or whatever, we are set to not do that. But but staying alive, uh, there's two things that the subconscious wants to stay alive. So that jumping out of the way of the truck is an example of us keeping our physical body alive. Think about what your subconscious does. It makes your heart beat. It fires all the neurons in your head. It, you know, it's, it makes you blink to keep your eyes wet. It's working on so many things 
at the same time to keep you alive all outside of your conscious mind. And it's also set to keep you safe. So you will all of a sudden feel energetically afraid if you see a, uh, you know, a group of guys that look dangerous, right? All of a sudden it's like, oh, should I stay away? We're constantly doing this, uh, you know, checking of the room and checking of everything in the background in our subconscious to keep us safe. And we literally will jump out of the way of a truck. We'll do whatever to keep our body safe. Wow. The thing that's interesting that a lot of people don't understand is that it's also trying to keep your identity of yourself alive. It's trying to make the base rules and identity that it said, so which might include I'm not good at picking up girls or I'll never be rich or whatever that is that we've decided. I was just going to ask, where does it get that identity from? Where, where does yeah. the subconscious come up with this identity? Yeah, so, well, I mean, your identity is to a great degree what your subconscious kind of believes that you are. Right. So so this construction of the ego is a much deeper concept. We can go into that in great detail. I hope we do, because that's wickedly interesting. There's a lot of great books about that. Um, but this whole idea of like, who am I? Right. Like, who, who am I? Um, you know, one person that I'll deal with uh, around weight loss, let's say, comes in and they literally if they get honest about how they're thinking and they, they use that awareness tool to become aware of themselves, they literally will start saying things like I'm a loser. I'm a fat waste. I'm, you know, I'm not worthy. I'm, I'm, they're, they're literally thinking these things. Now, they may not be the only thoughts. They might have other thoughts like I can do it, I'm a winner, that are contextual and come up other times. But a part of their identity, if they really check, is I'm going to fail. I'm a loser, right? Wow. And so yeah. this is ingrained back in the subconscious, okay? And so I talked before about the power of the elephant, right? And, and by the way, I want to I want to kind of go in. There's a there's a few trails I want to go down here. One is that, um, you know, keeping keeping that identity of yourself alive is what keeps us from kind of going crazy. Um, and if if we don't know who we are in a certain sense, this construction of ego, it's it's really important to have that so that we feel quote unquote sane. And so if we have certain political beliefs or religious beliefs or beliefs about ourselves, or belief about rich people or belief about the world, our subconscious mind is actually looking for data to make that accurate to us. So if I go to a party, right, this is a classic example of going to a party, there's so much going on at the party that's happening, but we're choosing what to focus on. If I've gone to the party and said to myself, this party's going to suck, I'm looking subconsciously for examples of the party right sucking, time. right? Yeah. So I'm right. going to look for the people that are fighting. I'm going to look for the, the drink that spilled. I'm going to look for – I'm going to be thinking about how I'm tired. I'm going to be thinking about how, wow, it's going to be a ton of cleanup to do this party. But instead, if I come with the identity or relationship to the party of, like, this is going to be a blast, right, I'm going to have a blast, that you can go to the exact same party and leave. And one person thinks that was the worst party ever, and the other person leaves and goes, I've never had a better time in my life because they were looking – for different stuff, right? So what are we focusing on has everything to do with what we're set in our beliefs about ourselves and the world and how things are quote-unquote going to be. Much of that lives in our subconscious. And uh, the, uh, the other story that I wanted to do, so I, essentially the subconscious doesn't care about happiness because all it's trying to do is help us survive, okay? It just right. wants us to right. get alive. And there's a really interesting stat. This is actually in one of my uh, one of my courses called The Core that I, I really want people to check out because this is how you actually pattern it and, and get it done. But one of the examples that I, I, I just think this is phenomenally interesting, what I'm about to share. Um, 
we didn't have a, a billion humans, one billion humans. It took until the year, right? Think of how long the Earth has been here, how long humans and all their different forms have been here. Our population didn't get to one billion until the year 1804, okay? 1804 is the first year that there were more than a billion people on the planet, and in roughly about 200 years, just 200, which is a teeny little blip of time in you know the whole scale of time, uh, we have seven times that. So our, yeah. we've, been, we've been built to learn how to survive. Survival is not the problem anymore. It is incredibly easy to survive. You don't have to be exceptional. You don't have to be even healthy. You don't have to be a good hunter. You can, you know, in a lot of ways get on assistance, right, government, for many of us, right? Now, I'm not saying that there aren't people that struggle to survive. There are across the world. But mathematically, we are much closer to a virus at this point than we are struggling for survival. We've absolutely dominated the planet to a point where we're not in balance with it potentially anymore. Right? There's a lot of things we could talk about with that. But all I'm saying is that it is so easy to survive, and yet our system is still set at like this high alert, like survival is really important. Now, survival, of course, is foundational. You can't have fulfillment or happiness unless you survive, but we've mastered survival to a great degree. And so this next evolution of consciousness that I'm talking about, this mastery of our own mindset, this mastery of our own subconscious becomes the next game so that not, we're not just surviving in this kind of like overwhelmed, sad, depressed, uh, you know, not fulfilled, I'm just going to do it and reproduce and have more kids and one day I'll die and that's it. How do we figure out massive happiness, success, fulfillment, right, like across all these areas of our life, well, it's no longer just subconscious keeping us safe and making us survive, but it's mastering mindset so that we can have this huge evolution of consciousness. And to me, that's really right. the, next, the next evolution of man. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so um, one of the, the other kind of analogy that I want to give and the difference between um, how powerful our subconscious is and how important it is to learn to change the subconscious ultimately change the identity and ultimately change what our mental blueprint or mindset is across our whole brain, both conscious and subconscious, is that that analogy of the elephant is not even close to how powerful your subconscious mind is. If you were right. to, uh, there's studies that say that our conscious mind can handle about 40 bits of information in a moment, right? Like mm -hmm. looking at you know, knowing temperature and what this conversation is about and holding meaning and a bunch of little things going on, right? Um, it's, it's, you know, 30 to 40 pieces of information in any moment that we could do. That's what our conscious mind can hold on to. Our subconscious mind, on the other hand, there's reports that it can hold up to 4 billion pieces of information in a moment. So if you look at the size and the complexity of a human on an elephant, that's a really good analogy because you can kind of feel like, oh, it'd be really hard to pull the elephant. But yeah. just in scale, if we do distance, okay, I believe if we did like powers of 10 of, of what that is, like if we make one bit of information a meter or a yard, right, it's like 40 yards that you can hold in your conscious mind. If you look at what 4 billion yards is, that backs up to like, it's, it's bigger than the earth, right? It may be bigger than, you know, I'd have to really look it up again how far that is, but it, it might be like bigger than what the earth and the moon are, right? It's a, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a vastly different scale of how much processing our subconscious mind is doing. So to a great degree, it's almost like we're, we're riding on a puppet that's set to safety and security only. It learns these rules to have us survive, 
it doesn't really care that much if we're happy. Our whole identity feels like it's this little part of the brain, this conscious part yeah. that's going, all I care about is happiness, and yet I can't have it, and I want to will it, and I want to fix it, and I want to do it, but you can't until you get this big guy, this big subconscious mind on board. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And I'm sitting here, and I've been kind of quiet this time because this is some of the stuff is new that I'm listening to. I've never heard you said it before. And I'm just kind of taking it all in and I'm realizing, you know, here we are talking about this this process engine that is processing so much information that affects me. And yet, um, you know, I have spent some time on I have worked on mastering my mindset. But for someone who hasn't, I mean, to think about how much that engine processes, how much it controls you. And if you're not working on mastering that, if you're not looking to better that whole process engine. Um, you have no shot. You have no right. shot. You have almost no shot. And I'm sitting here listening to you going, wow, like this has got to be a priority no matter what, what you believe or do with your life. So take it to invest in yourself. We always talk about investing in yourself. This is yourself. This is your subconscious self. You, I think people should owe it to themselves to at least take a look and look at it and say, you know, maybe I should pay a little bit more attention to the four million billion pieces of, of processing information that's going on. And what am I doing with that? So, yeah. I, you know, I've been a little quiet this time. I've been more processing what you've been saying, listening to us. Yeah. Really, really interesting and phenomenal stuff. That's awesome, dude. Thank you. First off, uh, and, and you know, these are all these are all analogies to a great degree, sure. right? And, right, right. It's, it's, it's a way to think about how powerful it is and all that. But to your point, if we're not working on that, then what are we, what's the point? And, and for me who sees it, who's gotten this, this self-awareness and where I can start to have a bit of a dialogue, and I, I think a great other talk that we could do would be to go through um, how do we externally through habits change the subconscious mind and how do we internally uh, through meaning-making and, and different ways to actually go directly in and change the subconscious mind, yeah. how do you... How do we create change in our life that's meaningful? Because people that are out there, they'll go to some coaches and the coach will be like, I'm going to hold you accountable to whatever. But if you don't change that underneath engine, it's going to be these, it's like putting a Band-Aid over a volcano. It just has no shot of actually working. It's not going to do anything, right. It doesn't doesn't work at all. The only time it does work is when your subconscious, your identity, and that that kind of core, to your point, that core engine, that processing engine, gets on board with a new thing. And by the way, since it doesn't care, it's easy to change. Like, it's not, it it totally will That's what I'm hearing. That's that's totally what I'm hearing from you. It's like, this thing doesn't care. It doesn't care about those things. So, yeah, why not tinker with the engine? Why not mess it up and, you know, get in there and say, look, I'd rather be like this. I'd it's rather process like that. It's completely happy to do it another way for you. It just has to feel as though it's safe, and it yeah. has to get it patterned so that it sees that that's the way uh, it's a better choice, right? So it's actually about changing the choices that it has. Presently, uh, if you're stuck in a limit, it sees that as the only choice. And why? Because every day that you wake up, it basically says to itself, I win. Success. We're still here, right? So a couple of a couple of interesting stories I could tell later, right? We'll we'll go into this later because I want to. I'm trying to keep these as tight as possible, so sure. we're not all yeah, over yeah. the place. Um, and just you know, each one kind of its own idea. Um, you know, the power of the subconscious. It's it's huge. It's important. Uh, I think later we could probably talk about the different ways to change it. That would be really interesting. Um, but I also want to talk about this concept of familiarity. 
And um, we'll hold that. That those might be the same talk, or we might do those separately. But um, that's what I really want to get into into yeah, next. Does that make that. sense? Yeah, I look forward to that. That'd be great. Okay, awesome. So uh, why don't we wrap this one right here and just yeah, so, let people I mean, know? Yeah. Just I mean, you know, just to wrap up and then kind of recap things. I mean, the altering of your self consciousness. Um, I'm in. I mean, it, it is all that matters. I mean, think about how much information it processes. Mastering your mindset of your self-conscious, the power of it alone, um, the effect it can have on your life, and the positive ways that you can make changes, long-lasting, substantial changes to your life and, and the way you go forward. Um, simply amazing stuff. I really appreciate the time with that. Thanks, man. And one of the, you know, one of the other things we might want to talk about, and I'm, I'm, we're going to be having these, I guess, on my, on my blog at robscott.com. People could write in and ask what they want to hear us sort of talk about here. But one thing that might Absolutely. be interesting. One thing that might be interesting also would be to get into tangible areas for people. So when you say the the effects this could have, really spelling that out and talking about examples of past clients, talking about how when you change it, what can happen financially, what can happen doing it. I love how you talked about investing in yourself because – you know, working with a coach, whether it's me or someone else, or getting a product that can help you do this stuff, or you know, going to people that can help you, you know, a hypnotist or, or uh, a therapist, or yeah. you know, these these different avenues that we have to change ourselves. Um, investing in that has huge return, right? Like it, when you it get really it does. right, it has mm-hmm. it has massive huge return. Actually, I, I would I would ask you because you and I've worked together in the past, and. You were you were stuck in some stuff. I don't want to out you. Know, we don't have to talk about this if you don't want. But sure. it, has it has it been? You know, we it's hard as humans to figure out what things are worth and what value is. But would would you say that what we've done is valuable? Absolutely, one hundred percent valuable. I mean, it took me thirty eight years to wake up to my life. Um, not that I was living a horrible life. I was just living more of a, a, a dead life. I mean, just not really aware. Of who I was, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm spiritual. I'm, I'm, I'm very solid in my spirituality of who I am and what I believe. Um, but I just wasn't really investing in myself. You know, let's just say it like that. I just was just doing the job. I was just going to work. I was raising my kids. I was doing this, but I really wasn't taking the time to stop and say, you know, what do I do to make things better? And, and by talking to you, we started breaking it down to the core. We got into, you know, what are the things that you're setting up in your mind that are stopping you from, from opening up? And we. We did some fairly dramatic changes in my life, and um, I'm here today, one of the happiest men I know. Um, got a wonderful family, and uh, you know, you've actually, you've actually, you. you've actually changed your family quite a bit, right? Like I, I have changed my family. I, yeah. I've, I've remarried, and uh, and I have um, two more kids, and so we've kind of expanded. I live in a beautiful house with a lake. Um, I'm just very, very, very enriched family life. I'm very happy. Still uh, very good friends with my ex-spouse, who was you know, a big part of our family as well. So, I mean, the whole thing was just like an awakening and, you know, handling it all in the right manner with love and compassion and just making sure that I was focused on myself and the things that were important to me created this, this whole pattern of a new life. That was exactly what I was looking for. Yeah, and so simply – Sign that and find it. Awesome, dude. Thank you. And and it's not, you know, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to like go oh, and you know oh, tell more. But it was really there was there was it's it's so fast because it's like when you can't see uh, how you're looking at stuff and what your mindset is, you know, in some sense, when you get a new level of awareness, all of a sudden these new options just open up. Like all of a sudden, yes. all of a sudden you you could, you know, what might have seemed like I could never leave this person. For me, you know, I've been in bad relationships before, and in that moment it feels like 
there's no way I can get out of this. I'm completely stuck and whatever. Well, that's one way to think about it. Or you can have this new kind of awakening where you go, you know what? I, I can, not only can I, but it can go really well. I can keep a killer relationship with this person. And so it's like a yes end. You you have way more options in your life. And yes. if you if you feel stuck and if your subconscious is set on self-sabotage and if you're, you're inundated with all these limiting beliefs about yourself and the world, um, it's misery, right? It's just, it's a miserable existence. And right. it, all it is is changing this little bit of uh, how it goes in here. And all of a sudden you get all these other options and all these. It, it was just a simple shift in, in the way I thought about my life and who I was and, and you know, you get a great analogy if you have a friend who, you know, you invite over for dinner and he says he'll be there, but he doesn't show up, right? And so you say, okay, well, that's cool. I mean, why don't you come over next week? And then he says yes, and he doesn't show up. And so, you know, you keep asking your friend over for dinner, and after about a month, he never shows up. So you're like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to ask you anymore. Same holds true for yourself. I mean, if, if you say, hey, let's work out tomorrow, but then you don't get out of bed and you don't do it, you didn't show up. You didn't show up for yourself. Yeah. So now, now you're not even showing up for yourself. And I totally see with the subconscious how you're building that habit of just being like, eh, well, I'm not really going to show up for myself. I don't care enough. And that's the one major shift that I did for me. I started showing up for myself. I started understanding what I needed. Um, and, 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 you know, it worked out. It, it was a tremendous fundamental shift for me. It was, it was amazing. Awesome, man. Thanks. Yeah, that's, a, that's what I call the story of Steve, right? Steve's that guy that doesn't show up. And what happens is, is you, you stop trusting him. You stop yeah. liking him. You stop uh, wanting to spend time with him. And what people don't realize is they're constantly doing that to themselves when they're going Same through thing. their life, setting up all these little things that they say they're going to do. I, I'm going to file these papers. I'm going to do those dishes. I'm going to do this. And every time they don't show up and they pattern that, what's happening? You're getting this new belief about yourself of, right. I don't show up for myself. And if you don't show up for yourself, guess what? Just like you wouldn't like a friend, Steve, who does it to you, you, you start not liking or trusting yourself. And so part of it is these little moves of like, you know, I'm going to show up for myself. I'm going to be able to do this. And, and you know, yeah, those, those uh, that adds to a huge new level of confidence and opportunity for, for each Absolutely of us. Absolutely does. Absolutely does. Awesome. So, all right, we're going to wrap this right here. Uh, Hefe, my brother, you rock. Uh, thank you so much for this. As well to you, sir. And uh, we're going to talk about, uh, I'm going to pull out some of what we said we should talk about next and, uh, sure. and we'll schedule that up really Absolutely. soon. And if anybody else is interested in what we're talking about or wants to learn more about Rob, you just could visit robscott.com, and you can certainly read more about him there um, and find out what's going on with us. Awesome. All right. Thank Appreciate you, Jeff. You, brother. Take Talk to you soon, brother. Later. Later.